Hello and welcome to Grassfed and Grace Led Podcast. I'm Maddie Rose. You know, today I just kind of felt like after taking a little break um, from making some podcasts and sharing on my Instagram account and different things like that, which of course I have like a little over a hundred followers on Instagram right now or something. Maybe it's 200, but, um, you know, it's not like I have this huge following on Instagram. So I doubt I was even noticed that I was gone, but, um, you know, I just really do kind of struggle with the use of social media in my life. So I kind of thought it would be good to talk about that today. And of course, this is a conversation that I would love to have with others. You know, a few of my friends have had some pretty gom- good conversations um, about this recently. And um, a couple of them, you know, Bajent Baker from my last interview uh, episode, if you haven't checked that out, go back and listen to that. Uh, we had a good little conversation about farming and faith and just kind of stuff like that. But I hope to have her on again. And upcoming here in the next few weeks, I have um, another interview that I will be publishing that I've already recorded. I just haven't finished editing um, together is an interview with uh, Betsy St. Haddix, and she's a Christian fiction author and a friend of mine as well. And so we chat a little bit about her books and writing and all that entails there. So, you know, there's some good little conversations coming through the pipeline or have already been published, and I hope to have more. And again, this is the kind of conversation that um, I would like to have with others because I think we all kind of have varying views on these things and as we should because our lives are all just a little bit different but I do think that there are some um, shared struggles and difficulties and cautions that we should have with the use of social media so I just kind of wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit today and share my own personal struggles with social media as well as the things that I really enjoy about it because there's a lot of things I enjoy about social media you know my husband does not um, use social media as much so he recently deleted his Facebook profile and or at least unpublished it or whatever and while, you know, that was a choice for him to make, it wasn't as hard of one, I think, for him as it would be for me because he doesn't spend nearly that much time um, on Facebook. And not even just the time, but the connections and the resources. He doesn't really use uh, something like social media or Facebook for that type of thing. Whereas I do, you know, for many, 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 many years, I have used social media for resources and connecting with people and it's been very good and very helpful in many ways but it's also been um, something that you know I really struggle with and I regret actually a lot of the time that I've spent on uh, social media so you know I think I'll go ahead and just kind of tell you a little bit what my current struggles are and then maybe I'll kind of back up um, a little bit with my history in it, if if my conversation allows. I'm just kind of winging it today, guys. But, you know, really what I was starting to struggle with is that I started using Instagram more because um, I actually do like Instagram. I have a lot of friends that are 
more on Instagram than they are on Facebook and I kind of started to learn how to use it again. I know I sound super old, but I've always just preferred Facebook because um, it's just whatever I've used and uh, so Instagram for me is always kind of an afterthought, but you know, I started using it more because it's just easier to get things out there um, than say on a typical Facebook page. So I really wanted to learn how to do that. I kind of fell in love with watching reels and I got sucked into that. So um, unfortunately, I just kind of felt like it was starting to use again too much of my time, even though in this last year, I've really been struggling with the amount of time that I've been wasting, and I will call it wasting, on social media. I've had to learn a lot of lessons on social media, and I know many people who have gotten rid of their social media for various reasons. It's not all just how much time, you know, they've spent, but just how it makes them, you know, feel, how it affects their emotions, their anxiety levels, etc, etc. So there are many more conversations to be had on this, and I do really hope to have them because I think they're important. But for me specifically, my most recent struggle was just fretting over trying to figure out how to make fun, catchy reels, (laughs) and worrying about what other people think of my posts, and I just caught myself really worrying too much about likes and views and reactions and things like that, and I just don't, I just, I don't like that. I don't think it brings the good out of us, and I think it steals away our time, um, not just being on social media, but, so like, I just feel like we live our lives today, those of us who are on social media, in such a way that like we're always kind of looking through the lens of social media. Like if we go somewhere, it's how can I take a picture to show that I've been here to everyone on the internet? And how do I make this um, situation or event or circumstance in my life something that everyone else would want to see and film it? or record it, or photograph it in a way that would be something that might go viral, for example. And I don't like that in myself, and I do feel like it really robs me with being present with my family, my husband, my children, and just the life that I am living, the life that God has given me. And if I'm constantly, you know, being affected by things that I see on social media which there are a number of things, or if it's my concern is what what could I post on there and how can I post this and that, then it's really kind of infiltrated, in my opinion, far too much of my life. And, you know, life is very fleeting. I've had a lot of reminders of that over the summer. We've had a lot of, you know, death in friends, family, um, around us, and it's just a huge reminder that life is fleeting and it moves by fast, and I don't want to waste my life um, worrying too much about strangers on the internet. Now, that being said, there's a lot of great um, pros to social media because I've made great friends and I've met people um, that I know in person now, of course, like I've had people that I've met 
when we move as a military family and then actually meet them in person. So that's been a huge pro. I've also met people from all over the world and all over the United States that are friends of mine that I would consider friends that I've never actually gotten to meet in person, but um, that we have a somewhat of a relationship there online, of course, through, you know, groups and things like that. And I think that can be really refreshing for a lot of us, you know, a lot of us, especially like in the reform world, um, and just a lot of more conservative Christians in general, wherever we are, if we don't have a lot of good uh, personal local connections, it can be very lonely. So I know that I have, and many that I know online do still really kind of turn to their friends that are online for a community of like-minded people. And I do think that that has, that that is a pro to an extent, and that I think we can actually have real relationships in many ways that way, and I do think it can grow us. You know, um, a lot of the things that I've learned in the last few years, I only would have learned them because of encountering these um, ideas, theologians, videos, whatever it is on social media. So it's been really great, and I definitely don't hate it, and I think it is a good tool. But on the con side of those relationships is that I have in the past depended too much on them for uh, my sense of friendship and I've, you know, when I look back at my kids when they were much smaller, I'm sure that I spent far too much time staring at my phone and I still do it now, but I'm more conscious of it now than I was then and I... I really grieve at the idea of wasting um, so much of that precious time when they were little, um, watching things on my phone or worrying about people on my phone, well, you know, social media, but staring at my phone the whole time and just getting kind of sucked in, you know, whether it's YouTube videos or back in the day it was, for me, Pinterest, um, being involved in groups and group discussions, like, whatever it was, it was constantly this nagging feeling of, like, you're missing out, or you just get sucked into, like, a time warp that just never ends, and I would find myself getting annoyed with my kids because they're always wanting to ask me questions, or, you know, whatever it was, but I I realized, and I feel like God helped me realize that Part of my frustration with that type of thing, like interruptions and my children and just different things like that was because I was so focused on what was going on on social media that I didn't want to be interrupted and that I cared more about that. Now, ultimately, of course, like, you know, push comes to shove, I would choose my children and my family any any day. But in the practicality of it, I was actually choosing social media very often over just spending time with my own kids. Now, part of that is because I am an introvert, and as a young um, stay-at-home mom, you know, you do kind of get to this place where you just want and, like, crave adult conversation, and I didn't have a lot of that. I wasn't able to do a lot of the mommy and me type stuff because of my son's therapy schedule, so I was often very, very much on my own, and that was a really dark and lonely time for me uh, when I look back on that in, in terms of friendships, but unfortunately, I did 
turn to social media in an unhealthy way to kind of remedy that. And um, it's unfortunate because I really did miss quite a bit of just minutes with my kids and being present and not being distracted. And not just distracted when I'm only on my phone, but I don't know about you, if you have stuff going on on social media, like you do, like it still distracts you even when you're not on it. Now, I I think that's like a sign of addiction, but I'm not an addiction expert. But I do feel like that even when I wasn't on my uh, devices or anything like that on social media, that it definitely was kind of in the back of your mind, like, I need to check this and I need to see if anyone responded to that or hopefully they liked my post or I asked a question in this group and I need to check and see if there's responses and then someone might answer your question and then you respond back and you have this conversation and you don't want to miss out and yada, 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 on it goes. And it's almost infinite, the possibilities of distraction that you can get through something like social media. So that is something I continue to struggle with today. Um, I've gotten a little better at like kind of creating safeguards for myself. You know, a practical tip is go into your phone and find out where you can set limits on your screen time. You can do that for your phone in general. You can do it for certain apps, even within the apps themselves. So I'm such a ridiculous person that I have two screen time limiters on my phone. I have one from my iPhone that limits me on my Facebook. And I also have a warning set in the Facebook app itself that will warn me before I get the warning from my iPhone. Um, And I do really enjoy that because I'm one of those people that like has to set like my alarm clock earlier than I actually want to wake up so that I can hit snooze a few times because I'm just not the kind of person that will like first alarm goes get up out of bed. So I kind of have to prepare myself for that and I'm not really sure what my problem is there. I haven't figured that one out, but that's just kind of how I roll right now. So I like that on my phone to kind of set those limits, but I have fallen into the traps of ignoring them and they're there, A, obviously to keep me off my phone for a certain length of time, but also to keep me accountable to the time I am spending because it does go by fast. And you know, like on weekends, I might wake up in my bed And before I get out of bed, I might open my phone and use it. And then before you know, 30 minutes has already gone by and I have an hour time limit. So I've already used 30 minutes of my day without even getting out of bed. And of course, I'm not the kind of person that can just wake up and instantly do quiet time. I am not, I'm a slow waker. If I woke up and immediately prayed or read my Bible, I would probably fall asleep because my brain hasn't fully turned on. So I do like to use my phone in that it'll distract me enough to get me to stay awake and then out of bed, but then I have to have the discipline to either stop doing that and just get up anyways, or to not waste so much time. So the struggle is real, y'all. I'm a real human being here with serious social media issues. Um, But you know when my kids, in that same time period that my kids were younger, they're 11 and 13 now, but when they were, you know, toddlers, preschoolers, um, not so much as babies, but definitely in that toddler preschool time frame was when I was really more active on social media. And I also was on Pinterest and I remember really struggling with my contentment in my home 
because of all the neat that was kind of when all that stuff was going around of like the perfect like pinteresty house and decor and all this kind of stuff like things that I wanted my house to look like and perfectly clean rooms and just perfect furniture that fits the space and you know just always so beautiful and I had a wonderful home and a husband who provided that for me and yet I would be so discontent with my home because it didn't look like what I wanted it to look like according to Pinterest. So I did eventually, uh, not long after kind of struggling with that for a few months, maybe it's been a while, but it was a few weeks or a few months that I decided to delete Pinterest off of my phone and didn't go back for a very, very, very long time. In fact, I still rarely use Pinterest, but I had to forgo all the recipe ideas and stuff because I would get sucked in to decor ideas and all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I really struggled with that. So I think it's good for us to recognize what we are struggling with if we're, um, in fact, struggling with social media issues, which I can almost guarantee that we all are. Like, unless you don't have social media and you don't get on YouTube or you don't get on TikTok and, you know, whatever it might be, you're not just aimlessly watching stuff all day long on your phone, um, then you're probably having some of these similar struggles. And so more recently, the issue on Instagram reminded me of my issue that I had on Pinterest is that I follow a lot of great farm pages and people that are very like-minded to me. And they would post these just beautiful, like idyllic farms and their farmhouses and their countertops with their eggs and their this and their that. And you know, it's beautiful and I'm so happy for them. But then I started feeling like, well, I have to do that too. And, and I have to post pictures of my home and I have to do this and I have to do that. And no, no, I don't. Like, first of all, you don't really want to see my house. It's okay. Like I kind of have, you know, an eye for decor a little bit, but I'm not really decorating for the rest of the world to see and approve of my home, and I'm not criticizing people that do like to post that kind of stuff. Um, this, of course, is just kind of, you know, my own personal issues. I'm not trying to point fingers at anyone, but, um, you know, my life is my life, and I don't want what other people think or what they might think dictate how I spend my time, um... On my own time. So I really kind of had to pull away from that for a little while to realize, look, yes, I want to make content to help people and to engage with people and to encourage people and to come alongside people and make friends and connections and um, have these types of conversations that we need to have. And so I'm all for that. Um, absolutely. But I don't want to fall into the trap of feeling like I have to impress people, of feeling like I need to figure out the next best thing. Um, you know, even the fact that they recommend that you post um, daily and frequently to keep your followers, you know, interested. I just, it's not for me, y'all. I can't do that. I can't keep up with it. And it takes too much of my time and energy. So I really had to pull back and... Um, just kind of be happy and content with the fact that I will post um, on Instagram and Facebook as the opportunity arises, but I'm certainly not committed to having a daily or multi-times-a-day uh, posting every day 
six, seven days a week, all that kind of thing. Like, I just can't keep that up. You know, we're starting, we already started homeschooling uh, in the last couple weeks, and I'm getting that kind of going, and there's just a lot of stuff going on in my own time, and trying to stay on top of my own home and farm, and spending more time reading. That's the other thing that's really suffered um, with my social media use, is the amount of books that I could have already read um, has gone way down. So, you know, and that kind of reminds me too, just when you, when you talk about having relationships and stuff on social media, a lot of times we end up just kind of settling for those. And I get that there's times in our life where you're not going to have a lot of in-person relationships. Um, like I said earlier, you know, I had that as well, but there's also where, we can fall into the trap where it just is a substitute and it becomes all we ever get is interacting through social media. And I really think that we need to prioritize making in-person friendships that we need to go out on playdates or coffee or have lunch or dinner, invite people over for dinner, you know, go to each other's homes, go out, you know, invite people out meet people, interact, volunteer, be a member, like an actual member of your church where you're involved in engaging with humans on a regular basis. And this is coming from an introverted person. I'm not like super extroverted, but I do need those quality friendships. And there's just so much to be garnered from having in-person human friendships. And they don't have to be daily. They probably won't be daily. They don't even have to be weekly unless of course you're, you should be, but unless of course you're going to church every Sunday, of course you'll see people then, but throughout the week, you know, it's not like you have to burden yourself with constantly always having to be around other people all the time, but do make sure that that is a priority in your life and that when you're able to, you can make those real impersonal in-person relationships and not allow the friendships that you have online and in social media to be um, a substitute for that. So do have your friends online. I think many of us have made great friendships with people online, but you know, I really do have a lot of struggles with social media and that's a big reason why I don't um, want my kids on social media anytime soon. And that's a whole other conversation on its own, but I struggle enough with it myself that I certainly don't want my children to deal with the same battles. I really want them to just enjoy their lives, not worrying about what other people think of them any more than they probably already do. So, um, you know, that's just a reminder for me that I'm not doing this to be a people pleaser. I'm not doing this to become, um, an epic Instagram mer, <laughs> obviously not because I don't even know what to call it. Um, but you know, I love social media for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of really cool things. I love the groups that I'm in. They're very resourceful. I kind of miss the days of forums, um, back in the good old days there when we had online forums, but now Facebook groups have kind of taken that role. So it is pretty hard for me to get off primarily because of the Facebook groups that I really have come to depend on for resources. But I think the more connections you make in your local area, if you can, 
the less and less you'll need something like that. You know, I, I've used Facebook groups for homeschooling, for goat raising, chickens, homesteading, um, and I'm in a few really nice Reformed Christian groups that I love. So there's some good stuff there. And then, of course, last but not least, I think my favorite thing about social media before or after actually staying in touch with my friends, like, let's be honest, are the memes. I love memes. Uh, I like to get my news through memes. I say that half-jokingly, but I really do enjoy the memes. I think that's probably the best thing that ever happened um, on social media, and it's just fun, but it can also suck a lot of time, um, and that happened to me, you know, where I just got really so focused on trying to make memes and and laughing at memes, and I really love that, but there is a balance there as well, so time management, um, just learning to have good discipline, and enjoying the life that God has given me, and being present, and all of those things, so what I want to do here, before I wrap up completely, this is, again, just kind of a ranting, um, not real structured podcast episode, but I really wanted to get what was on my mind, out of my mind, And um, I just wanted to leave you with Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 uh, to 16. Well, really 17. So it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So... I love that verse, especially the part about making the best use of the time. And I do feel like that more often than not, social media is not the best use of our time. I do think that there is a place for Christians to be on social media. It's very important that there is a presence there. And I do think that people are coming to truth through videos and other types of content um, that is available on social media. So absolutely don't want to just vacate all social media platforms. But recognizing that they are being time wasters and that they are designed to do that. They are designed to keep you engaging and keep you on and keep you fired up and keep you, you know, constantly wanting to go back and not just content with checking it every once in a while and here and there. But they really want you to kind of live live on your devices. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of us do. So, um you know, that's a struggle that I have in my own life. Obviously, it's a constant struggle. I have to be very disciplined and um, take conscious um, steps to avoid spending my entire time on social media. Um, I need to be present with my kids, homeschooling, doing things outside, reading the books that I want to read, and just not wasting mindless hours Um, scrolling through and watching reels of turtles running down ramps and jumping into the water, as cute as they are. (laughs) So I do really love that stuff, and there is a time and a place and a time to just sit down and relax, but you can also do do that with a good book or with a cup of coffee and a friend. So there's a lot of um, things that I think we are missing out on as a generation because we spend so much time on social media, and I think that there's a lot of stress and anxiety that we put ourselves in um, to do things on social media and to try to, you know, be the next big thing or whatever it is. So, uh, they know 
you know, they being the social media developers, they know that it affects us negatively. I, I've read various studies. I didn't come prepared with a study this time, but, um, you know, they know that it has a negative impact generally on people. So recognize that in yourself. If you're struggling, struggling with anxiety, depression, um, time wasting, feeling detached, depressed, all that stuff, recognize maybe those issues and those areas that you are falling into and realize that it's not just as easy. If you're truly addicted to your device, you're going to catch yourself um, more often. But I think setting those timers on your phone is a really good practical way to make yourself aware of how much time you're spending. In fact, I think my phone actually has a uh, rating on there that will show you how many times you picked up your phone. So like it, I think it counts how many times you pick up your phone and it will kind of blow you away how many times you go to pick up your phone. When I had first set the timer on my Facebook app, it will gray the Facebook app once you've used your time and I would catch myself going to it, even if I was like just going to go check the weather or something, you know, like my email, the weather, I was going to send a text to someone, something like that. Like I'm not even getting on my phone to check my Facebook, but like my brain is just programmed to do it. So I would open my phone and it would be like grayed out and I would be like, oh, I like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? And then like two seconds later, I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Oh, why am I doing this? And I was just catching myself like how many times do I pick up my phone and end up on Facebook all the time, especially when I try to go, you know, to do something else on my phone. So, you know, delete the apps if that helps you. There's a lot of other practical things out there. And, um, you know, I definitely, again, would love to have more conversations about this in the future. I, there's so many different paths that we can discuss with this. And I would love to chat with uh, some of my friends about this as well, because again, we all have different um, pressing needs and perspectives on our social media use and the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with it. So um, yeah, I really hope that you stuck with me here. Maybe some of this resonates with you. If it does, this seems kind of contrary to what I just said, you know, send me a shout out on my Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can send me a message on my Instagram. You send me a message on my Facebook page, Grassfed Theology. Uh, you can comment. I will post this episode when it's live, so you're not going to be listening to this until that's already happened. Um, and you can comment underneath there as well if you really struggle. And I'm really interested to see like how maybe if you do struggle, like what are you struggling with, and have you taken any steps to try to. Uh, deal with your struggles. So I'm super curious about that. Have not set up an email for myself yet for this podcast, but I will. I keep saying it, but I'm back to, um, like I said, getting ready for this homeschool year, and I'm super stoked about that. So I'm such a nerd, you guys. I'm like just giddy about curriculum. I'm giddy about doing logic with my oldest in history every year. I love history and we're doing science, um, you know, cloud observations right now. It's just, it's a fun time, and I love um, the homeschool school year. So that, I think, is going to be my next podcast episode. It's going to be about uh, my journey into homeschooling and just some of the takeaways that I've had. So definitely stay tuned to that. And then, of course, coming up very soon will be my interview with 
my friend Betsy St. Emma Haddox, the author of Tacos for Two. So if you want to get ahead of the game, you can go ahead and pick up her book, Tacos for Two. It's kind of like, I would call it kind of like a Hallmark movie type romance read, you know, super light, nothing too heavy, definitely nothing risque, but just a fun sit down and read. I appreciate those books so much because a lot of what I do read, while great and very like intellectual or real meaty, it's also great to just have a good, entertaining, well-written kind of conversational, um, fun book. And I really think that her book, Tacos for Two, is great. So we talk about that book in the episode. So if you want to get ahead of the game, go ahead and pick that up, Tacos for Two, Betsy St. Amahadix. If you don't, no worries. This is not a sales pitch or anything, but um, yeah, I look forward to uh, hearing your guys' thoughts about this episode or any other episodes. I'd love to hear some feedback. I'm new to this podcasting thing. I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out as I go. So I really appreciate y'all for hanging in there with me and listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, follow on any social media pages if you want to do that. If you don't, I totally understand. Um, you can always check my podcast out. Um, through the podcast platforms. You don't have to find me on social media if you're trying to get rid of it like I am. So thank you again. I really hope and pray that you guys are living grass-fed and grace-led. God bless.